welcome to A Teaspoon of Healing, where we explore the pathways to wellness and vibrant living. Listen to personal stories of healing and interviews with experts. Open a doorway to healing in your life. I'm your host, Dawn Damari. On this episode, my guest, Tim James, and I will discuss food allergies and why a lot of food is actually toxic, combining foods to ensure proper digestion, and why so many supplements are actually toxic and how to find non-toxic supplements. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Dawn Damari, and you're listening to A Teaspoon of Healing. Today, my guest is Tim James, health coach, the founder of chemicalfreebody.com, and the host of the Health Heroes Show podcast. Hi, Tim. Hey, Don. Thanks for having me on today. Thank you for joining me on A Teaspoon of Healing. And that's great, a fellow podcaster. We will share your, your podcast info at the end as well. But I always like to talk to other podcasters. Yeah, I was actually, when talking to my assistant earlier, I was like, A Teaspoon of Healing heaps the medicine away, or the doctor away. I was like saying stuff <laughs> yeah. like that before I came <laughs> I've heard of that. I've heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> I like yours, the Health Heroes show. That I like it. It's it's right to the point and it you know, the Health Heroes two H's. I like that. I like it. It's cool. very catchy. Cool. So reading your bio, you had a you had your story in there and then we're gonna ask a few questions, but would you mind sharing with my listeners your story, your healing story? Yeah, so I, I think I had a Pretty normal childhood, you know. I I actually grew up on a small cattle and hay farm over in Eastern Oregon, so kind of kind of redneck, you know. And um, yeah, and I was doing a lot of hunting and fishing because that's what we did. And then I played baseball for thirty years at a pretty high level. And then at age thirty-seven, I found myself uh, about thirty-eight pounds overweight. I had skin issues. Um, I had eczema on both elbows. I had a huge patch of eczema on my left knee, and I had this other skin issue on my right shoulder. It was like some type of a growth. It looked like fat kind of bubbling up. It was gross. Um, again, like I said, I was in, not just overweight, but I was, I had inflammation. I didn't realize it. And I was retaining water, um, acid indigestion, really bad. I wasn't sleeping well, fatigued. I mean, the list just went on and on, but finally it got really bad. And I got, um, I started bleeding rectally when I'd go number two. And being a guy, I don't know if that's what we do, but I did. And I didn't tell anybody. I'm just like, oh, I hope that goes away. <laughs> so I just kept going on with life, you know, and paying the mortgage and working and yeah. playing with the kids when I had energy. That went on for a couple of years. And during that time, I actually had a friend of mine on my baseball team, Kalei Mahoy, who got diagnosed with uh, stomach cancer. And he went through radiation and, you know, chemo and all that stuff. And he ended up dying and, and 80 pounds under his weight. And this was really hard on our baseball team. I'm like, we had a whole bunch of men at the funeral crying and we did a fundraiser because he left three little boys behind from ages six to 17. Wow. That was the first time that I'd been around cancer with somebody my age. And this really like, it just, it just freaked me out. Right. So I'm just kind of living my life. Um, then we went to uh, Peru on a trip. All of a sudden I had to be life flighted to a hospital to get emergency surgery and have an organ removed. So I had six hours on a, on a van in the middle of the night, the bumpy hills. I was up in tomb bays and took me to a, a little a town. And then we flew to flew into Lima. You're not supposed to 
fly, but my wife's at the time's dad was a doctor. So when I got to the hospital, they doped me up so that I wasn't in so much pain. And then I was able to get on a plane flight. You're not supposed to fly when you're <laughs> supposed to have an organ removed. But he, he, he wanted to get me to his hospital so that his surgeons could handle me. Ruined the vacation for everybody. And what I learned out of that lesson was is that my poor health didn't affect just me. It affected everybody else around me financially, emotionally, uh, ruined a good trip. You know, and I looked as, you know, as a financial advisor, I'd see so many people come in all this money, but they had terrible health and, or they had to go take care of an aging parent because the parent for no fault of their own, or maybe it was that had poor health. And, but I didn't know how to get healthy. I just didn't know what to do. So, you know, fast forward, um, I'm 30, you know, seven years old now and have all these health issues. I already had an organ removed. That wasn't fun. I don't recommend it to anybody. And I don't want to ever go into surgery again for anything because it's scary. You're completely out of control of your life when that's going on. And then a good buddy of mine, Charles, gets diagnosed with cancer at age 43. He developed chronic lymphocytic leukemia, which is a like a rare type blood cancer. He did some research and he decided to go to the Hippocrates Health Institute in West Palm Beach, Florida, which is this like 65-year-old detox and nutrition clinic um, started by a gal named Ann Wigmore who back in the like 50s or 60s, I think it was the 60s, she healed herself of stage four colon cancer with grasses and herbs. Started this, it's a crazy, awesome, amazing story. It's now run by the directors, Drs. Brian and Anna Maria Clement. We went to that place and on the plane flight there, Charles is like, hey, Tim, by the way, there's no meat, no dairy, no salt, no sugar, <laughs> nothing cooked, no vinegar. I'm like, because he's reading off this little menu thing. I'm like, What? So I'm thinking, like, what am I going to eat? Because my whole life revolved around <laughs> meat, like literally, like everything. I mean, we had our own meat saw, meat right. grinders, sausage makers. We made our own jerky. I, I We had five freezers, and I kept them full of meat, elk, deer, chuckers, mm -hmm. pheasants, I mean, all these things. But deep down, I was freaked out. So we get there, and they just put us on these fresh, purified, restructured waters, lemon water, lime water, fresh green juices a couple times a day. And it had sprouts, like sunflower and pea sprouts juiced in it with cucumber and celery, we're pounding those, doing wheatgrass shots twice a day. And then they had raw living foods. Everything was like from a garden that they, they said three acre garden they grew there. And then they had a huge greenhouse full of, I mean, full of sprouts. Like this was all new to me. And I thought, how could this place like help people heal a cancer? I mean, come on, they're spending like billions of dollars on research, right? And genetics and all these things for cancer and race for the cure. How could this little podunk place be helping people? Well, I started interviewing people around there trying to become an investigative reporter for my buddy because I was I, I really wanted to help him. and But I didn't believe that it was going to work. But after the first week and hearing people's stories, like there was this one lady, she had uh, she said she'd come and she had uh, um, breast cancer. And then she had a staph infection in her arm she'd had for like 15, 20 years. Like I couldn't even understand that. How could your arm be infected for that long? And she came there and she healed it all. And before that, I was like, oh, my God, how are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm fine now, honey. I, I was That was like four years ago. I'm fine. Um, and I'm like, well, what are you doing back here if you're fine? She's like, well, I got a friend now that's got breast cancer, and she's stubborn. So I drug her here because I am i don't want her to – I want her to be around. So, wow. So lots of stories like this. So this isn't – they're not messing around there. They, they just basically plug your body, which is nature. You know, we forget that, that our body is nature. And we've just been disconnected from mm -hmm. nature. So all they do is they teach you how to detox and clean up the body and clean up the gut and clean up the organ systems and clean up the blood and clean up the fat and the muscle tissue and the brain tissue and then start flooding your body with nutrition and rebuilding gut biome. And by doing this and getting sunshine and exercising and moving your body, 
the body heals itself. So you're creating a, a new new environment for the body to heal. And the the big ch- game changer for me and the reason I want to share this was the first class was called Internal Awareness. It was a, um, taught by this Dr. Scott. And this guy was buff. So he had muscles coming out of his ears. I mean, he was like <laughs> really muscular. Well, I found out later him and his wife were both bodybuilding. <laughs> and I found out that he hadn't had meat in 10 years. And that really shattered my whole thing about like you had to have meat to have muscle. Now, I'm not telling anybody on the you have to eat plant-based or whatever. Just, you know, I did plant-based hardcore for eight and a half years. My body was healing. And by the way, my friend healed himself in two and a half years of that disease. And he's he's thriving 10 years later. So it worked. During a healing crisis, you know, you you definitely want to do that. So I eat bits of meat here and there, but not much. It's just I I still eat mostly plants because it makes me feel good. So mm-hmm. that guy started breaking, that doctor started breaking down from the time you chew food until the time it exits your body, what happens. And the big thing for me was, is that we learned that the average person's walking around with six to 12 pounds of impacted fecal material and mucoid plaques lining the small and large intestine. Now, this is a nasty burden that's housing harmful organisms like viruses and bacteria and mold and yeast and fungus and parasites which I saw crawling out of people as they were changing. I mean, we literally saw parasites crawling out of people's pores. One lady had a parasite crawling out of her eye um, at the Institute, my first thing there. And I'm like, holy crap, is this stuff going to come out of me? And there's all types of parasites that you can't see too there because they're little tiny ones, right? right? So the yeast and the molds and all that stuff starts coming out of you. And that's what they call it doing surgery without a knife. And I wasn't feeling very good at all. By, by Wednesday. I mean, I was night sweats, irritable. I went to bed at like 8.30 and I was like, please, please be tomorrow. Because they said either Thursday or Friday, you'll wake up and you'll feel like a new person. Well, for me, luck, thank God, it was Thursday. So to finish that story, um, that doctor was trying to convince us to do what was called a colon hydrotherapy session. It was part of our program that we paid for. And that's where you sit on a tube rectally. It's called a colonic or colon hydrotherapy. You sit on a tube, literally rectally. They put a tube in your butt. And water goes in and out of you gently for about an hour. Oh, wow. And I elbowed my friend Charles and said, dude, (laughs) I came here to help you, but I ain't doing that deal. (laughs) It's not happening. But three and a half hours later, after that guy (laughs) walked us through everything and the impacted stuff, and he had pictures of like John Wayne and and, and, uh, Elvis and how they, you know, had leaky gut and they had like 20 some pounds of this stuff. And when they did the autopsy of this impacted Mm -hmm. stuff, I'm like, oh, my God. I have had the worst diet in the world. Wow. I have to have something like that. So they weighed me. I went in and did the deal, got the colonic thing. And then I come back out, weighed me again. I dropped 10 pounds of impacted fecal material out of my colon. And you got to clean it out. We did it. And Charles did it and I did it. And and um, and it worked. And it was just one protocol. It was part of many things that they did there and the lifestyles they taught us. We came back. We implemented it. He healed himself and I started teaching classes at home and growing sprouts and delivering them to like 40, 50 people a week. We had cancer patients coming over um, every Tuesday, Wednesday night teaching classes. And I was teaching at hospitals and universities and in stores. And, you know, and I had, I was not getting paid for this. I was just doing it because I wanted to teach people. And I did this for like five and a half years, I think, before I even started charging anything. And uh, I was a financial advisor. That's how I made my money. So I just like doing this stuff and showing people what I learned because mm-hmm. my blood in my stools cleared up. I lost all the weight. Um, my energy's through the roof. I feel like I'm 19. I'm, I'm, I, that started when I was 37. I'm 47 today, and I feel like I'm 19 every day when I wake up. I have abundant, unbridled energy, not just physically, but mentally. Okay. And I also was able to release of a bunch of emotional toxins. And, and I instantly picked up my phone, called my financial advisor mentor, and told him I'm out of the business. 
I said, I'm, I'm going to go help people with their health. So I decided that because my brother was younger than me and I thought, shit, that could have been me. I mean, that could have been me. And I'm like, I don't want to just, I don't want to put a suit and tie on and drive around all over the place. And I want to teach people how to eat healthy and clean their bodies up because it, it's important, you know? So I'd see all these people coming in with a bunch of money, but they had terrible health. That's an amazing story. And I actually yeah, want to awesome. go to that place. That sounds really interesting. But I wanted to ask some questions about, so since mm -hmm. you had experience with detoxing and toxins, I'll ask about supplements. But first, what about the standard American diet? What would you say the difference between that? And would you say it's toxic? So anything, again, the farther that you get away from nature, it's going to cause mm -hmm. havoc on the body. Let's just take cereal as an example. Let's say you take right. wheat, you know, back in Tutankhamun's tomb or whatever, it was like they pulled some wheat seed out and it still sprouted. Wheat used to be like 36% protein. It was a fantastic food source, right? Loaded with B vitamins, all these wow. things, superoxide dismutase. If you're going to take that, that wheat seed and um, what they've done to it is they've hybrid it and hybrid it and hybrid it and hybrid it and they've genetically modified it. And then they've sprayed it with pesticides, fungicides, herbicides, larvicides. And then they grow it in nutrient deficient soils and spray it with these chemical fertilizers. Okay. When you eat that wheat seed, it's going to cause problems in your body. I have people over here in the United States, my clients, they can't eat wheat, but they go over to Europe, they can eat it. They come back, they can't eat it. It destroys them. Right. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, so we, that is true. I've noticed well, all that, that stuff I, I just said, man-made intervention, hybridization, genetic modification, toxins, pesticides, fungicides, yeah. all these things okay. screwed up. Now here's the other thing. Right. If I was to take a handful of hard red winter wheat and hand it to you and you were to eat it, what would happen? You'd probably crack your tooth. And when you when when you pooped, it would come out just how it went in. Yeah. You're not going to digest <laughs> it. There's nothing there. So it's in its dormant state. Right. And what people don't realize yeah. is wheat is an example. When it's in dormant state, that's where the glutens are, right? That's where the that's like glued to the gut. You couldn't <laughs> eat it in that state, but they take it in that state where you couldn't eat it and they grind it into a powder. They add mm -hmm. sugar, then they add yeast and salt, not mm -hmm. the best ones either. And then they cook it at high temperatures to make it into bread because mm -hmm. it's three times more profitable. And, mm -hmm. and, and then, they, then they enrich it with synthetic right. vitamins. So when you say it's enriched with vitamin A or D, that's not vitamin A from a, a green leafy vegetable or mm -hmm. vitamin D from the, from the sunshine. That's, that's synthetic stuff made in a lab. It's going to lower your immune system. And then we eat it. Well, right. why is it so good? Because it converts to sugar right in your mouth. Mm -hmm. That's why we like that type of bread. Now, the old types mm -hmm. of bread, you would take that same grain, soak right. it in water overnight or for four to six hours. It would release its natural insecticides or protectants mm -hmm. that are a poison inherent in every nut, seed, grain, or bean to protect it from the last bug eating it so it can continue on its species. And, and then it becomes, on average, eight times more digestible. And those glutens in wheat convert to simple sugars. So it's now gluten-free. Now, for people that are full-blown celiac, they're probably still going, I don't know about that. Um, so why is it people can have, even people with <laughs> full-blown celiacs can have it? Now, there are a very small amount that are still very allergic and they can't do it. But for most part, as soon as that glutens are converted to simple sugar, everybody's good right. to go. A lot of people that are listening out there that have nut allergies, if you soak the nuts first and rinse, do the same process, mm -hmm. a lot of you will be able to have those right. nuts. Um so anyway, so that is the difference right there on cereals as an example, right? Just as from toxic food, commercialized, hybridized, GM, genetically modified and sprayed versus taking it out, soaking it, 
you know, heirloom seed, natural seed, wild, soaking it in water. Um, you could then grind it with a very low temperature or low speed, homogenize it, pay it to a, like a, you know, s- substance, like a paste. And then you could put your herbs in it. Maybe you want to make basil or you wanted to put cinnamon and some stevia in it, sweeten it. And then you would air dry it or sun dry it or use a dehydrator. And that's how they would make bread back in the day. That was really good for you and would be build your muscle and mm-hmm. give you energy and brain health through the wazoo. Absolutely. And your bio also mentioned that, you know, so there's some information about properly combining food for optimal digestion. So we talk a little bit about digestion on this podcast. So how does one well, properly combine really, their food? Well, this was a really, really interesting topic, better? Don, when I was there, because I had no idea. I mean, pretty much everything I was doing was improper food combining. Yeah, so there's about five or, five or so guidelines for people to follow. Okay. And um, it's not just like you start eating healthier foods, but if they're in the wrong combination, they will cause fermentation and gut rot. That's what we don't want. We want digestion and assimilation mm-hmm. of nutrients, not fermentation and gut rot. So when you consume food, two things are going to happen. You're either going to digest it and absorb it, and then your body's going to ex- excavate the rest of it. It'll re- release it. Or if it's not done properly, it will ferment and putrefy, and the body will get it out that way. Well, most of us, even if we think we're eating healthy, mm-hmm. are putrefying our food through our digestive tract and destroying those little intestinal villi or those hair-like structures that line the small and large intestine. Very important to take care of those little hair-like structures, those villi. So I'll give you an example. Protein and a starchy carbohydrate. What is that? A hamburger and a bun or a hamburger and and french fries or a nut butter sandwich where you got the nuts, the protein, and the the bread, the sandwich. This is the worst of all combinations. You create 123 different Mm -hmm. chemicals in the body, one of them sulfur, and it's gut rot. If you're going to have protein, just have it with a bunch of vegetables. If you're going to have starches, have it with vegetables, but never mix the protein and the starches together, right? It's it's stuff like that. N- number two would be not mixing vegetables with fruit. Fruit will digest in about a, a half an hour to an hour. Okay. Vegetables take two to two and a half hours. They digest at different speeds, and they also have different right. enzymes required. So when you mix them together, you've got rotten fermentation. That's what it ends up being. So if you're going to have vegetables... Just eat the veggies, but don't have fruit with it. If you're going to have fruit, have that. Don't have vegetables. So let's say you're eating a heavy meat protein. That's going to take days, actually, because meat takes about three days to completely go through the digestive tract. Okay. Picture the digestive tract highway, and you're sitting there, and here comes the big semi-truck. That's the protein. And you say, hey, where are you going? I'm going down the digestive tract highway. Well, how long is it going to take you to get from all the way through? Oh, about four hours. Okay, off you go. Off goes the protein. Then about 30 minutes later, here comes Mrs. Mellon. Zoom, she comes up in the Ferrari. Her hair's blowing. The wind, the wind's tops down. She's looking good. Hey, Mrs. Mellon, <laughs> where are you going? Well, I'm going down the digestive tract highway. How long is it going to take you? Oh, it's only going to take me about 15, 30 minutes. Okay, well, enjoy your ride. Zoom, off she goes. Now, unfortunately, the digestive tract highway is only about a one inch in diameter. And somewhere between point A, the mouth, and point Z, the rectum, that for or that that uh, Corvette, whatever I said it was, is going to slam into the back of that semi truck, and that's where digestion stops and fermentation begins. Foods digest at different speeds; they require different enzymes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's more to it. Um, on my on my podcast, I have a whole episode going through all this we do in our private coaching group that are available to people. So, for example, when you say mm-hmm. starch and protein, so if you're eating sushi, for example, the rice is a starch, and then the yep. 
Yep. The, you know, the yep. tuna or whatever meat. Uh, Improper food combining. So, so here's what I used to do for yeah, lunch. I'd get a chicken teriyaki bowl and I'd say extra chicken because I need a protein for muscle. I thought mm-hmm. the chicken, the protein, the rice, the starch right, right. carb. Now, when somebody comes into my camp, the first thing we do is we get them off of rice, mm-hmm. white and, and brown rice and oatmeal and we put them on quinoa. Yeah. Game changer because white rice and brown rice, it's the same show. They strip off the bran off that deal. And the bran has 90% of the nutrition in the rice. And why do they take it off? Because of the fat digesting enzyme in there called lipase. Because they can't store it. It'll go rancid within six months. So they strip off all the nutrients. They're left with an empty starchy carb with trace amounts of cyanide. Look it up. And when you eat rice, we love it because it converts to sugar in the mouth. So you're just eating a bunch of sugar. That's what you're doing. And I loved rice, but I don't eat it anymore because it didn't serve me. And I was bleeding rectally, so I don't want to go back again. Yeah, no good. No good. No, it's just interesting. So it's better to, if you're going to have something like that to have sashimi and a vegetable or sashimi yeah, and have, lettuce. Yeah, or, have bring you a bunch of cucumbers. Rather than the sushi. And that, that's what I figured. It's just it's just interesting. It's just interesting how it's within every food, like meat and potatoes. I and mean, yeah, you, you know yeah. for sure a fast food hamburger in a bun. Hamburger and fries doesn't sound healthy, but then you get in towards the like the sushi, and people say, "Well, it's it's yeah." Fish. Well, what it's you could do with that so is it's don't healthy. you know they wrap those um, yeah. nori is the sea vegetable they used to make the wraps with the rice. Don't throw eat that eat that nori. Yeah. That stuff is really good. It's full right. of minerals, and they also usually yeah. have seaweed salads you can get and cucumbers oh, when you're when too. you're eating that stuff. And if you're going to eat sushi today, so, so try it's that. Very instead. important that you're. Very conscious on your heavy metals because fish today is high in heavy metals. And it also has one square inch mm-hmm. of raw fish has up to 10,000 parasite eggs yes. in it. And 70, I think two or 74% of them don't die in the cooking process. I was process wondering anymore. about that. So people are like, well, what am I, wait, wait, wait. I've had people say, but people in Okinawa, Japan, they're one of the blue zones. They live till they're 100. About 200 years ago, up until then, the Japanese mm-hmm. fermented the fish which killed the parasites. This was before all the heavy metal crap okay. from the industrial pollution, right. Right? right? They stopped doing the fermentation process. So back in the mm-hmm. day, it's only in the last couple hundred years they started doing this. Oh, okay. Yes. So they would ferment the fish yes. that yeah. they would so use. Now they, now they don't. And believe me. No, I, I was wondering about that. So, yeah, I, I figured. And it's really interesting. The more you delve into it, the more you well, learn. Well, and somebody told me, was like, hey, Tim, like in nature, if there wasn't any, if you didn't have tools and a pole, fishing pole and all that stuff, how, how often are you going to catch fish? They're not easy to grab. You know, you can't really swim around and catch them, you know, so. Like you said, a fishing pole is one thing, but when they're catching the commercial fish, there's either yeah, a lot of it's farmed good. or there's those huge nets. So it's very separate from nature. That was really fascinating. So continuing on the topic of, of toxins. In your bio, I read most supplements are toxic. So why are supplements toxic and how can one find ones that are not? Because I know a lot of, I take supplements, a lot of people listening to this show, they're really into supplements. So the first thing I would recognize is not only are the supplements toxic, but our world is. So if your listeners will just type in the words umbilical cord and the word chemical, they can see studies going back to 2005 that will show that every single child that's born with these young mothers, they test the umbilical cord blood, the youngest and the healthiest, supposedly of all of us. They look for 400 chemicals. They found 250. They found about 71% of what they were looking for. 180 of those wow. caused cancer in humans. And the scientists and, and the researchers and the doctors right. were saying, these are body burdens. 
And what the average person doesn't know is there's 100,000 toxic chemicals right. out in the commercial market today. 2,000 new toxins are made every year and only one quarter of 1% are tested. The rest are just released out into the environment, into the food chain and into cosmetics and into shampoos and conditioners and toothpaste. And, and we are just in, inundated with this stuff. And that's when I sat back in my chair and I was like, oh my God, we are all polluted. And the older you are, the more chance, the more time that your body has had to bioaccumulate these toxins. It's scary. Mm -hmm. So now going back to supplements, what we really want in supplements is a couple things. We want them to detox us and we want them to replace deficiencies. Today, unfortunately, 85% of the nutrition has been farmed out of the soil. So if it's not in the soil, it's not going to be in the plant or the herb that's in that supplement. 85% of supplements on the market are owned by pharmaceutical companies and they're pure synthetics. So you're digesting something that was made in a laboratory that is the isolated version uh, of, of a nutrient in a plant. The easiest one to tell is like vitamin C because everybody's aware of it. Most people are buying vitamin C or if you have a multivitamin, go grab your label and we'll go through it. If you had a whole food supplement, it would say vitamin C and then in parentheses behind it, from the amla berry or from the arceola cherry or from the camu camu berry. But most of you probably are seeing from absor yeah. as absorbic acid. That's a synthetic nutrient in a lab. Yeah. It is the yes. isolated nutrient from it. It's not going to have the full spectrum, all the cofactors, all the bioflavonoids, everything that comes with vitamin C naturally. And your body's from nature. You want nature. Also, synthetics are acid-based. Your body is carbon-based. So you need carbon-based foods. And that's what you should be. Mm -hmm. Supplements should be concentrated juices and foods and herbs. That's what they should be. And a lot of cases they're not. So now you have the other 15% left. You got guys like me or gals like me that are out there having a supplement company. And a lot of them have good intentions, but if they don't do their homework, they won't know. So there's a large percentage. So what we're facing now is about 92% right. of all supplements on the market are chemicals, main ingredients. So you have the last 8% that's left that are whole food or food-based. Wow. Now you have to look at the other ingredients. If you see things like magnesium stearate, this could come from diseased cow hides. This could come from genetically modified mm -hmm. corn or soy. Silicon dioxide, which is a level three toxin on the EPA's toxin list. Check your, check your supplement label. Um, or how about dicalcium phosphate? Yeah. These are the top three that are in there. On all of our supplement labels, it says no magnesium stearate, no silicon dioxide, no dicalcium phosphate in red. Because we're trying to train people to go check your labels. By FDA law, they can put in magnesium stearate, silicon dioxide, dicalcium phosphate too, as binders, fillers, and flow agents. So they have these things called encapsulation machines, and they put these right. things like silicon dioxide in there so their machines don't cake up, so it's fast for production. So guess what? Yeah. Now you're consuming a toxic chemical. Okay. What should they look for? Or maybe you were about to say that. They, there, you mentioned those three, three things. It has to be whole food. And to tell behind the vitamin or magnesium, whatever it says, it should have the yeah, whole food version yeah. written all out. And then number two, you have to look and make sure that it's only in a vegetable capsule. Okay. Um, and there's no, none of these toxic binders, fillers, or flow agents. So just okay. you have to Google the stuff and look it up and make sure that you're not consuming a toxin. Okay. So read the labels, look for those fillers, make sure. So if it lists the vitamin, it has to say where it's from. Cause sometimes it doesn't say anything at all, yeah, but I often synthetic. see vitamin C from sign ascorbic acid, sign. not from the whole. And what about vitamin D3? So a lot of people are told right now to take vitamin D if they, especially if they don't live in a sunny climate. 
of vitamin D3. It's critical. People have got to get out and get sunshine. D- don't don't quarantine yes. yourself unless you're like showing right. symptoms or you're sick or you're elderly and you're sick. Get outside and get get sunshine. You know, 70% of Americans yeah, are not getting enough sun, vitamin D. Pressure. So this is something where you you literally, again, this isn't a, uh, you know, a wish list anymore. It's a necessity. We have to be. And, and vitamin D3 is, is it's very That's, important it, because it's like it's also represents about 5% of our hormone balance. So it's a it's a big deal. It's a very big deal. Mm-hmm. It's like CH, cholesterol. That's where you're looking for vitamin D or the best would be from lichens, okay. which are very new. Most people don't have those L-I-C, L-I-C-H-E-N, lichen. Yeah, it's very oh, expensive, kind of, but very, yeah, very good. Lichen. Yeah, I know. Those, those are kind of almost like a moss. Okay, great. Well, that's good to know that though. So yeah, a lot of people don't know this, that a lot of supplements have these toxins in it. Yeah, I mean. And those for, gummies, you know, for the kids. Yeah, they always like blue you know, dye, five, yellow vitamin. dye, six, that kind of stuff. Those are cancer-causing uh, coloring agents. So, you know, but natural flavors for 70 years, that means only 10% can be natural by law. Up to 90% can be chemical. So you're like, oh, it's got natural flavors. It's natural. Yeah. It's good. And you throw it in the shopping cart. Well, guess what? It's, just, <laughs> it's probably 90% chemical. Now, what are, what is your opinion on collagen? I know we kind of running out of time, but I wanted to ask about the collagen. Yeah, powders. well, you know, there's trends. You know, there's there's trends. People get behind what, waves, and the then companies jump in and they sell stuff. Yeah. a lot of these collagen right. powders have been tested by independent laboratories, and they have yep. heavy metals and they have issues with them. So, um, and they're expensive. So, like, I do whole food concentrated stuff, and we really focus on the daily detox. We have people take products that are going to constantly detox their organs and their gut, that are constantly detoxing the blood, the fat, and the muscle tissue. Because detoxing is the sub-basement to, before the nutrition even goes in, you need to be cleaning this stuff out because you're always bioaccumulating it. We're always retoxing just from the air we breathe, the cosmetics, the shampoos, the foods, water, everything's got some level of pollution in it and it sticks in our body. So we got to keep sweeping that out. But for collagen, that is important for skin, eyes, nails, hair, bones, but that's why we just take BioSil. You know, I just take that one. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. Well, that's really helpful because a lot of people, that's what they're talking about. Marine collagen or the bovine collagen, you know, for the ones that are, mm-hmm. that don't want to have the cow, they go for the marine collagen. But I was wondering. Yeah, about you bring up metals. really valid points there. Interesting. You know, really valid points. Yeah, well, this has been really, really informative. And I hope that's that cool. people have gotten a lot out of this because I sure did. So some information about you. Your website mm-hmm. is chemicalfreebody.com. And so that yeah. where they can yeah. find if they your go to the, the, your, the your website, chemicalfreebody.com, they can just click on the products tab. There's a drop down menu there that says savings bundles. That's probably a good place to start. And they can just get one of the discounted packs and try it out. Uh, and then um, I think we created a, a code for you. A first, first time orders, they can get 5% off if they use the discount code teaspoon. Nice. Yeah. Very little returns, but we have a uh, double your money back guarantee on the products. That's how com- confident I am because they're just real food. And, and if something doesn't work for you, it's usually because somebody has like an allergic reaction because there's so many allergies today. We'll refund your money or replace mm-hmm. it with something else, or I'll refer you yes. to another company that has a similar like product without that one or two ingredients. So we don't care. We just want to help people. And so your podcast, Health Hero Show, and people can find that yeah. on yeah, it's all on the podcast Spotify, platforms, I assume. SoundCloud, yeah. Apple Tunes, all that stuff. Yeah, or on the website at chemicalfreebody.com, there's a podcast link. So and then there's a lot of information in there, too. I go deep on detoxing okay. and, and nutrition. Then- I go deep on proper food combining. And then I've been having a lot of guests on. We just had nice. Senator 
um, of Minnesota, Dr. Scott Jensen came on and talked about COVID, you know, new strategies for anxiety. I mean, okay. anything that will help people with gut health, longevity, happiness. Those are the types of guests that I'm bringing on. Great. Well, people should tune in. I interviewed hundreds of people that juiced, but then put their juices under the cover and stopped juicing. And I asked them why. And they said it was too complicated, too difficult, blah, blah, blah. I need a simple plan. So I went back to the drawing board and I found four, well, three things, but now four that are most inexpensive things you can do. Number one that'll change your life is drink half of your body weight in liquid ounces of purified water daily. And if that water's in the city, it needs to be restructured because of the high pressure pipes have made the water molecules too big and you won't absorb it well. That's another story would probably have to have me back on just for the water deal. But the green juices will count, caffeine-free teas count, water counts, okay? Core secret number two is chewing your food until liquefied. Less than 4% of the population is doing this. There's huge room for improvement here. And um, if you don't chew your food well, you're, you're going to have digestion. Uh, instead of digestion assimilation, you're going to have fermentation and gut rot. And you're going to create a lot of work for your gut. And that's going to take a lot of energy from your body that you're, you won't be able to use for playing with your kids or getting work done or doing something you love, going to yoga, you know, hiking, um, or mental mental energy, writing a book, reading, doing whatever you need to do. So chewing your food till liquefied is paramount. It's the first step in digestion. And the cool side note that I learned from Dr. Gabriel Cousins is, is when you chew your food really well, you stimulate your meridian points in your teeth more and you can up your serotonin or the happy juice by up to 500%. Like it's a massive, how many people want to get happier that are depressed? Nice. Chew your food well and you might not even need your medications. I'm not a doctor. I'm not prescribing anything. Always check with your doctor before you do anything like that. But okay. And now core secret number three is avoiding liquids with meals. Less than 2% of the population is doing this. Everybody's drinking liquids with their meals. Even if you're drinking purified, restructured, badass, awesome water, you're still going to take those digest those enzymes that you put in your food when you chewed your food well, and you're going to dilute them, and now you're going to get back to fermentation and gut rot. So for beginners, stop drinking liquids a half hour before, and then wait an hour after before you start drinking liquids again while you eat. And if you're stage four something or you want to win a medal in the Olympics – or just be super healthy, then stop drinking liquids an hour before and wait two hours after you eat before you drink liquids again. And then the last one is core secret number four is to do some breath exercises before you eat. Most of us live in a constant state of fear and stress and panic, even though we don't think so. Our body thinks we are being chased by mm-hmm. a saber toothed tiger or a bear, even though we don't think we are. That raises our cortisol levels. It, 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 it spikes up our adrenal, uh, blows out our adrenals. Our adrenaline gets spiked up and then also it shoves a bunch of sugar in our cells and then we're not running and it creates a toxic mess. Here's the other thing. When you're in stress mode, the blood leaves the organ systems and goes to the extremities to fight or flight. You're not going to digest your food well. So by simply taking a big breath in through the nose, pause at the top and then release out through the mouth. Nice, long, slow flow. And then pause at the bottom with empty lungs and then repeat that process very slowly for a minute or two. You can bring that blood back from the extremities into the organ systems and digest your food well. And guess what? Less than 1% of the population is doing this. You stack these core four secrets together, and I promise you, you'll be feeling better. You have to try it out and see how it works for you. Well, wonderful. Thank you for those tips. You know, they seem like common sense, but people, they don't do it. You're not chewing their food properly, breathing, just simple things like this, drinking enough water. And right now, especially all the stress and depression, yeah. just a lot of depression and anxiety, a lot of people yeah. struggling that had never struggled before. We've been taught as a society that you have to go to somebody else. Everything's got to be complicated. 
people have to have all these degrees in alphabet soup behind their name before they can help you because you're you're so stupid and you we don't know what we're doing. We have an innate capacity. We know exactly what we're doing. We've just been so disconnected from it. You know exactly how to heal mm-hmm. yourself. You just don't know it. You got to get plugged and tuned back in. And I'm telling you, by by doing these core four secrets yep. and getting detoxed and hanging around happy people and getting outside and getting sunshine and moving your body, you will get closer and closer into that. Yep. You will start knowing what to do. Absolutely. And thank you so much for sharing that and for coming on the podcast today. Really appreciate it. A lot of great info. Again, people go to chemicalfreebody.com. And if you enter the code teaspoon, you get Yay. 5% off. Thank you coaching and supplements or products. We'll be doing it again someday. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. Susan, you remember the time we were in Orange County? We were driving around and we got lost and we ran into this place called Avila's El Ranchito. You remember the place? The place had awesome decor and authentic margaritas. Did you know that Avila's El Ranchito has been around since 1966? They have 13 locations throughout Orange County. Visit Salvador Avila's location in Lake Forest and Foothill Ranch for great food, ambiance, and specialty margaritas. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Teaspoon of Healing. If you have any questions for me or for Tim, visit my website, teaspoonofhealing.com. Click on contact and I'll get back to you. And while you're there, you can listen to previous episodes, get the show notes for each episode, transcripts, and there's also my blog. And you can listen directly there. But also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you listen on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and it's also now on Amazon Music. So if you get your podcast there, you can subscribe and then you will never miss another episode. Talk to you soon. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. Please consult a physician or other health professional before undertaking changes in lifestyle or wellness habits. The author claims no responsibility to any person or entity for any liability, loss, or damage caused or alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of the use, application, or interpretation of the information presented herein.